Hey there, I'm Brooke Jefferson, host of the Frame Your Way Photography Podcast. I'm a wife, mama to two, lifestyle photographer, and marketing strategist. I help photographers build a five-figure business through systems and relationship building. You can find me sipping on a whiskey and Coke, listening to podcasts, and binge-watching the latest series on Netflix. I created this podcast with the aspiring photographer in mind. I bring you tried and true strategies, tips and tricks to book more clients, and inspiring interviews. Are you ready to frame your way into your dream career? Let's dive in. Today on the show, I am joined by senior photographer Sean Brown from Sean Brown Productions. Now, this show is so, so good. I know I say this a lot, but this episode had so many golden nuggets, and Sean totally touched my heart with his advice and story for you. So, wherever you are, make sure that you have a pen and paper handy, or you're able to get to your notes app on your phone. This is an incredible episode, and let's dive in. All right, well, Sean, I'm so happy that you are here for today's episode. There's a lot of good, juicy content that we're going to dive into, so let's kick it off by having you introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me, Brooke. I am so excited to be here. So I am Sean Brown, and I am a senior portrait photographer in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. It's a little bit rainy and drizzly and snowy here today, but usually it's it's beautiful. And I know when this podcast airs, it's going to be absolutely gorgeous in whatever time of year it is in the spring. But yeah, I am exclusively seniors and have been in business for about seven years. And I'm sure we'll dive into my story in, in just a second, too. For sure. So one of my favorite things to do is to ask people how they got started in photography, because I know that the story is different for all of us, and I'm really fascinated by yours. So let's dive into your story. How did you become a senior photographer? I like to say that I am the accidental photographer. I feel like so many others, I don't think that any of us actually wake up one morning. It's like, I'm going to be a photographer. I think that you fall into it over time. And I'm the exact same way as pretty much everyone else. And it really just started by accident when I was in college and one of my high school acquaintances, friends kind of asked, oh, you have a nice camera. Can you take photos of me? And I said to her, I go, oh yeah, well, I take landscape photos. So that's basically the same thing, right? And for everyone listening, it's not. And we went out in Portland, shot some photos. I knew nothing about posing. So of course I'm like pulling up Pinterest and all right, let's go over here where the light might be okay. And I had no clue what I was doing. I think I shot the entire session at like F 1.4. And I'm pretty sure that like three out of like the 80 photos was actually in focus. So like I started out literally knowing nothing. I said on aperture priority shot, hope that it was in focus. And that was that. But I really started thinking, I go, oh, this actually could be something like you can actually like people do this for a living. And, and it was so nice, because as I was coming up, YouTube was really kind of at the prime with its educational content. And so literally spent hours and hours on there and finally figured out, okay, I have to really market and brand myself if I want to make it as a full time photographer, because as one of my photography friends says, there are a lot of good photographers 
that are bad business people. And there are a lot of bad photographers that are good business people. And as long as you're the latter, you're going to be okay. So that's kind of the mindset that I always took in my business. And it wasn't saying that you had to be a bad photographer by any means, but you had to really put an emphasis on the business. So my first year, I think I was charging, it was like $50 for a session fee. And then I think they could buy the CD with all their images for like 75 or 125 bucks. So I may be making like 75, 175, somewhere around there. And the next year I completely changed everything and up to my prices, took the leap of faith, completely rebranded myself into, I wanted to be more of that high-end luxury photographer. And I had to get over the mindset that not everyone can afford you. You're a luxury good and not everyone is walking around with Louis Vuitton bags for a reason because not everyone can necessarily afford it. But do you know that the quality of product is going to be really high? And I wanted to stand for something that they knew when I had my logo or my signature on it, that they were going to get a quality product. And fast forward seven years later, and have been able to grow my senior photography business into a six figure plus business. And it's really been crazy just kind of seeing that. And I started on the medical track, never intending to do photography. I was going to be a cardiologist and really just gave it all up. I, it wasn't where my heart was at. I remember sitting at my desk, canceling out my MCAT and which is the medical school admissions test and literally said, you know what, this is the moment where if I don't jump in now, I don't want to look back 20 years from now and wonder what I had done if I had never gone the route of photography. And so that's kind of how I ended up here. I, the accidental photographer in college wanted to be a doctor gave up medical school and have been loving photography ever since. And I'm so glad that I made that leap of faith. Wow. What an incredible journey from where you started to where you are today. We all know it's not easy. I love that you started out as a $50 photographer like most of us. Hey, 50 bucks sounds good. It's going to make me feel good about myself. And it does up into a point. And then you realize that you're unfulfilled and that's where, you know, we start having to change some things in our business. And a couple things you said was YouTube was at its prime time in education and it was, and I still go back and watch videos from time to time. In fact, I love going to YouTube and Pinterest more than I just go to the regular Google search bar because yep. I know I'm going to find exactly what I'm needing to find out. And the quote that you said that your friend gave you about being a good photographer and a bad business owner and vice versa, honestly, that's the heart of the podcast. I want us to, to have middle ground, to be a good photographer, to learn skills, but to also realize we're running businesses. And yep. a lot of us get so caught up in our passion for photography that we don't even care to look at the business until we realize that, again, we reach a point of unfulfillment. And so I just love that you said that. That should be a quote I just add to the intro of this whole show. <laughs> but it was, so, it was so good. Now, my question to you was, you're in college, and you are starting to dabble in a photography business, and you're growing it, and you're still going to college, and you're still studying, you're still going to classes, and you have every intention of getting a college degree and going to medical school and building a business. So 
what crossroads did you have to come to that really helped you make that leap? Because that's huge. I mean, that is a huge life altering decision. Totally. And I think one of the biggest things, like so many others that are listening, whether they're in a nine to five that they can't stand, their coworker drives them up the wall, or their boss is a total jerk and those sorts of things. There's so many people where it's like, they feel like they have to go in a certain direction where, you know, the corporate job is the safe route, or they have to do whatever they're going to do. For young people, it's, you have to go into a lucrative field. So engineering, medical, uh, law, like those are the, the safe routes. And one of the things that I really had to wrap my head around was making sure that I myself could justify that what I was doing was just as worth it as some of those other professions. And as photographers, we have such an important role where as a senior photographer, I see people whose self-esteem is shot, like they have none. And for us to be able to walk in with a camera and in two, two and a half hours, show them that they are worth it, just like all of the people that they follow on social media that they feel like they have to be, that they're just as worthy and just as beautiful or, and build that confidence in them. That's a job that literally no one else really can do. And so I think that it was originally just wrapping my head around that what we do is valuable and what we do is needed in this world. So I think that's the first thing is that no matter what anybody else says, you have to first tell yourself that what you're doing has a place. So that was the very first thing that I did. The second is you have to not care what others are going to say. And whether that is because of how you think it's going to be portrayed and kind of reflect back on you, it's like, oh, well, you know, Sean could have gone to medical school, but he didn't. Um, that's not at all what it was. It was me. I think that, yes, I could have been a great doctor. Do I think that I would have loved it as much as I love what I'm doing now? Not really. I, my heart wasn't there. And so, yes, I think it's, you know, you have to go the safe route sometimes, but figure out a way to, to make it happen. So, you know, in college, one of the mindsets I had to adopt was it might be that I'm working 16 to 18 hours a day between school and building my business. And I had to be okay with that. I gave up a lot of stuff. You know, there were some weekends where my friends were at one of the big music festivals and I had sessions booked because I wanted to build something bigger than spending a weekend with my friends. And so you have to make sacrifices. So I think it really boils down to trusting yourself in the process, not really worrying about what others are saying, and then being willing to put in the work. It's not necessarily an easy thing, but if it's something that you want and that it, you have to look at the larger picture and always kind of keep that as your North Star, I like to say. I love that. I, in that perspective, I think that's what it comes down to is your perspective. Realizing you're not just talented, you don't just have a skill, but it's what you're bringing to the table and how you're impacting others. And you clearly are impacting others through not just self-esteem, but definitely starting there. You're, you know, you are being a positive voice and feeding them full of everything the world's trying to drain out of them. And I think that's huge. And for me, photographing families, you know, it goes back to the fact that 
I've lost two younger brothers to, you know, to tragic, unexpected, you know, deaths for the, you know, morbidity there. But because of that, like I see family differently. So when I'm at a session, I want to envision that family interacting for the last time. What if it is, you know, I mean, you don't know. And I so badly on the days I'm grieving want to pull out pictures and I don't have very many to reminisce on and, and use them for comfort. And, you know, and so it's so important that whoever's listening realizes you're not just a photographer. You have something else to bring to the table and you're going to have to do some digging to figure out what that is, but it's truly a gift. And I do think a lot of people get caught in the lie that what we offer is just a luxury. It's not needed. It's just something extra for people who can afford it. And so I want to hear what your thoughts are on that. So I think it's a balance. And I think that first and foremost, you have to run it like a business. So just like any other business, we have profits and we have losses. So I think that as long as you are running it like a business, that's what truly matters in terms of just thinking from it in that perspective where, you know, not everyone will be able to afford you, but you also have to make sure that what you're doing is putting yourself in a position to best serve your clients. And if you are running ragged and you are not charging enough and you're shooting 200 sessions a year and that's not the business model you really wanted, you have to think about that first. So I want to say that, you know, you have to wrap your head around that not everyone is going to be able to afford you, but that doesn't mean that you can't give back in, in other ways or be a part of the community in different ways. So being a luxury service doesn't mean that everyone's going to be able to afford you, but you're not doing it just to be the jerk that not everyone can afford with that profit. You know, you're able to reinvest it back into your business. So give your clients a better experience. I think it just goes back to being able to better serve them. And that's the biggest thing. So don't think that because you're pricing yourself high, you're just doing it for yourself. I also charge the prices I do because I want my clients to know that they're going to get my full time. So I'm not shooting three sessions a day. I have one senior on my books per day so that I can focus solely on them. I can get to know them for who they are. I can style them in a way that resonates with them and brings out their true authentic personality. And then it also is a day all about them. So I'm not, you know, canceling the session if all of a sudden the light gets really good. It's like, oh, sorry, time's out. I got to get to my next session. That's not who I am. And that's not the experience I want to provide. But in order to do that, you have to be kind of that luxury service. And I think that's the difference between maybe a photographer that's trying to shoot 200 a year because they feel bad that not everyone can afford them versus a photographer who only shoots one or two sessions a day maximum, but really devotes all of their time into the service and reinvesting back into their business and the client ultimately. Yeah, you absolutely nailed that. It all goes back to client experience and how you want them to feel. And, and again, the bigger impact that you want to make. So um, the word that kept coming up was luxury, a high-end luxury experience. But we know you didn't start there. So let's go back to the beginning. How did you first get started booking clients? Did you approach people or did seniors approach you? And then how has it built to where you are now seven years later? Yeah, so I definitely didn't start where I was. 
Um, I was telling Brooke before the show, I was like a glorified shoot and burn photographer where I was like trying to do in-person sales, but like wasn't really doing in-person sales. And it really, you know, that was the very first thing that I changed. So moving to an in-person sales model was kind of that luxury aspect of it where it was a higher service. And in the beginning, getting clients on the book, well, I had had a couple people reach out to me and basically that very first senior who reached out to me was really how I got started. And I had her asking other friends if I could use them as models for my portfolio. I had, I was like, basically kind of took the approach of here's my, what my normal rate is. And I'll give you a discounted version of that session because I'm using this for portfolio building. And so it was super cheap in the beginning, but really that just got my base of knowing kind of how to pose a little bit better understanding about how to light photos. And then from there, I just started reaching out to, to other people who had kids in high school through in-person networks. I think that reaching out to high schools, coaches, um, you know, any connections you have with the school district uh, for clients that might potentially be in your age demographic, I think that's an amazing way to get started. And then let's also not overlook Instagram. So when I had a few photos and like actually could show the work that I was producing, I started reaching out to people on Instagram and just saying, Hey, I'd love to do a test shoot with you or a model call with you. Um, and in exchange for the photos and basically you just are donating your time and I can use them for marketing and that sort of thing. So it was a lot of that. And it was almost kind of like guerrilla marketing in a way where they're then going to post those photos and their friends are going to see it. And so it wasn't ever that it, that was the intention. The intention was for me to become a more refined photographer. But in the back of my head, I was always saying, okay, this is a way that to work on building brand recognition. So I was kind of, you know, making sure I was working with individuals from schools that were potentially a target school. And what I mean by target school is that they're the ones who might be your ideal client. So they have the, the income necessary to do it or they value photography in a way that they're willing to invest, even if it takes them, you know, saving for two years when they are a sophomore in high school, that they're, when they're a senior, they have the money saved for you because they value you. So I was looking at those kind of schools and just shooting as much as I could to get my name out there at first, because there's so many photographers. And I knew that building that brand recognition, that name recognition was going to come in key a lot later on, which it ultimately has. So I'm really thankful that has paid off. My goodness, that was so good. And the common denominator that I am starting to see with everyone, myself included, and every guest that's been on the show is honestly getting clients is a two-way street. If you're just going to sit there and wait for everyone to come to you, you're going to be sitting there for a while. And you will be the person that is complaining that you don't have enough clients. But humble yourself and just have a conversation. Like you said, utilize your connections. And that's what I do. In fact, utilizing my connections the first two years I was in business is the same reason I still have those clients. Because as I utilize the connections, they have circles. People are seeing their photos. They want the same photos, you know, and then that's how you get a referral base. So I love that. I love that you went for it because one of the things you told us earlier on the show was that you're going to have to put in the work. That's part of putting in the work. So I absolutely love that. Going off of what you said, 
when, when I mentor photographers or hear photographers are like, why am I not booking clients? And it's like, well, how many DMs have you sent out in the past week? And they're like, well, none. You also have to go to, to your clients. And even if it's like a model call for an idea that you have for the portfolio direction or style direction you want to move on, like by all means go for it because that hour that you're sitting around, not trying to make it happen is an hour that you could be putting into making it happen. Even if you're not getting paid for it, like time is time in the beginning and use that as a currency. Ooh, thank you for that. We could just turn this off now and walk away with that action step, but we won't. But I highly encourage you, like if you're sitting there right now thinking to yourself, I really wish that I had more clients. Or again, if you find yourself in a pivotal moment in your business where you want to shoot something different, or if you are currently shooting um, a certain style, people are showing up wearing jeans and whatever, but you want to take it to another level, then you need to go do something about that. Reach out to somebody that has good style that you know would totally be up for wearing whatever you ask them to and use it for portfolio work. And so that tip right there is going to grow your business. And so y'all can just highlight that and make a note of that. But what you've done has paid off so much so that you have been awarded and recognized. And I kind of want to dive into that just a little bit. How did you go from business idea? Now I've kind of figured it out. I've got my feet wet. I'm doing this. It's a legit business. I'm getting clients, all that to now you are, you know, being published and featured and what, what's the journey to that like? And then of course, share some awards and recognitions you've received with us. Well, I think the very first thing is to understand why I started doing publications and feeling like I needed to be um, quote unquote featured by a lot of these senior industry sites. And the reason was because I was a new photographer. You know, I was like 18, 19 at the time, maybe 20. And so all of a sudden when I started charging these high prices, these people now had to justify spending upwards of like two grand with me for their senior portrait experience. And as a 20 year old individual, that's like really scary to ask for as a new photographer. That's really scary to ask for. And so by being published, by being recognized in these industry leading publications and blogs and all that stuff, that was almost a way for me to justify that I'm worth it because you're not just working with another photographer. You're working with one of the top 100 high school senior photographers, the hot 100 from senior style guide, that sort of thing. You're working with one of the top 25 most influential teen photographers. So I had to frame it like that at first and to get started, it was as simple as just submitting my best sessions that I had at the time to all of those blogs and writing about the story. So one of the things that I did was try and figure out what I could do a little bit differently, whether that be styling, whether that be a concept that I was shooting for. So it wasn't just like your standard senior portraits with like, you know, all one shot. It was having a variety of shots. And what I really wanted to do was put together a compilation of my best work within that blog post essentially. And so I think the first step is just no matter how scared you are, go out there, submit to a publication, whether you know it's a family, newborn, whatever genre you are, 
look for industry niche publications because those are going to be a lot easier than say like trying to get into like Shutter or Rangefinder or something like that. So I say kind of start small um, with niche specific publications. And then in terms of like those awards, those are essentially just giant image contests. So everyone is always afraid to enter. It's like, oh, my work isn't good enough. Or you feel like you're not in the stage in your business to go for it. And my response is just go for it. Like you learn so much from putting your work out there and having it be uh, judged because now all of a sudden that gives you a basis of understanding, okay, here's what I need to be doing. Here are the images that won or my image won. Why did it win for this reason? That sort of thing. So I think it's just, just putting your work out there. I think a lot of people are scared to because they're afraid of, of judgment or of getting that no, really. It just comes down to that not getting the yes. And so I say start with there, but for me, it was a way to justify that I was worth it. And that was an avenue. So that's really why I got it started. And now I use it as a great marketing tool where my clients know that they can expect a quality session where I've been named one of the hot 100 high school senior photographers uh, across the globe for like the last four years. And then this year I judged the contest. So it was kind of crazy, the evolution and being able to show that your clients aren't just getting images that are, you know, a dime a dozen. They're getting one of a kind images that are setting the industry standard is kind of how I like to frame it and use it as a marketing tool in my business. That is awesome. You just said it so beautifully and you summed it up. And I think that we definitely all should be submitting things. Number one, like you said, for the experience, because if you don't, then the answer is always no. <laughs> Whereas if you just do it, you'll start to learn more about yourself. You'll also see an increase in your own confidence just through saying, you know, like picking out the picture and submitting it or writing blogs or whatever the case might be. Now, a technical question for you is how can they start compiling a list for their genre of photography of different publications? Do you have any tips or tricks for that? Literally, I think what I did in the very beginning is just Google like senior photography educational blog or something like that. And usually a lot of those sites are also producing education of some sort. So looking at keywords, um, if you guys are part of Facebook groups that are genre specific, ask what their favorite publications or blogs are to read that are a compilation of photographers. So not just like one photographer writing the blog, there's nothing wrong with that, but they're probably not going to feature your work because they're focused on kind of doing their own thing. So I would just start asking in Facebook groups, but also just search on Google and type in keywords. So family education blog or family publication, uh, family photography publications, those sorts of things. Use those genre specific keywords to kind of figure it out. And then I would just say, ask other friends in the industry if they've heard of anything too is another great resource. I love that. Thank you for that. Again, just another actionable step to make sure that we take the steps to do what we're talking about. Now, one publication that I want to talk about is the Senior Style Guide because you have a special tie to them. Can you kind of dive into that and what your role is? Yes. So for the last couple of years, I have been fortunate enough to be the host of the Real Talk podcast. So getting to interview a tons of amazing photographers from throughout the country and the world, really. And so it's a senior-specific publication where it really focuses on education. And it's also the only print educational magazine, as far as I know right now, 
that produces educational content like articles in the magazine rather than just being a pictorial. So that's kind of cool. So you actually get to read educational tidbits in the magazine, which is one of a kind in the industry, but it's something I'm very grateful to be a part of and really just started a couple years back after I started getting more involved and like you mentioned, just kind of putting yourself out there at first. And that's really kind of actually how it all started was just submitting to their blogs and building a relationship with uh, their editor-in-chief, Vicky, who's an amazing individual. And that's pretty much how it got its start was just taking the leap of faith initially like six years ago or whatever it was. That's awesome. And I think it's just an honor to get to be a part of all of that. And I think a lot of the photographers have seen the hashtag senior style guide and they've seen the features. I actually know several people who have gotten a feature, which again, is it's just an incredible honor to have. So I would love to know what is one of your big goals that you're currently working toward? Big goals that I'm currently working on. Okay. So I haven't put this out there yet, but my, for senior specific, my goal for this year is I want to do a huge event that basically brings all of the senior vendors together. So that's what we're currently working on right now. Basically just like a huge open house, but that's one of the goals for me is to create a huge experience where seniors can come and just get to know everyone who they might need for senior year. So prom dresses, hair and makeup, boutiques, all that stuff, senior photographers, and bring it all into one place. So that's kind of my goal that I'm working on for my clients this year is really just doing that. And then obviously you have your KPIs, key performance indicators. So, you know, a certain number of sessions booked and stuff like that. So I like to hit usually about 35 to 40. I try not to do any more because then I get burnt out. So 40 seniors is kind of the goal. That's, you know, the not very fun one, but that big one is like that open house type event is one of the goals that I have never done before that 2020 is the year to finally do it. That is so incredible. And that reminds me of like a wedding expo. If they do it, why can't seniors do it? So that, okay, that's so creative. You'll have to keep me posted on how that goes. I will. We may have to bring you back just to talk about how you put it all together and how it turned out, but That's incredible. I absolutely love when people step up to the plate to bring more to the table to provide clients and obviously not just your clients because there's going to be tons of photographers that are going to be able to come to this and book clients. But the fact that you are bettering your community alone is huge. And I love that so much. So that's an incredible goal. Didn't know you were going to say that. So it worked out perfectly. Well, Sean, this has been awesome. Is there anything that you want to leave us with? And then we'll get to your social media links and how to get connected with you. Just that I think that if you're on the fence with making the leap for anything, do it because you never know where you're going to be, you know, six, seven years later. Um, I never thought I would be here, but I'm so grateful that I did take the leap and just kind of block out all, you know, the noise and just focus on doing what you love because it's going to ultimately pay off in the end if you put the work in. Absolutely. Well, where can everyone find you and connect with you online? Yeah. So I am Sean Brown Productions on pretty much everything. Sean is spelled the Irish way, S-E-A-N. And try and be pretty consistent across the board unless social media says too many characters, in which case Sean Brown Photos is my Twitter one. But Instagram, Sean Brown Productions, Facebook, Sean Brown Productions, YouTube, Sean Brown Productions, so pretty consistent, and SeanBrownProductions.com. 
Well, thank you so much for all the gold, all the tips and tricks and actionable steps that you gave us in this episode. It was such an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Brooke. You're welcome.